Now come to Psalm 103, and this is a Psalm of David's. And this is one of the famous Psalms. And so we all know about Psalm 23. We all know about Psalm 91. We all know Psalm 119, the long one, which we'll get to soon. <laughs> and uh, But now Psalm 103 is one of the famous ones too, because it's the one that lists all the benefits of being a Christian. And, uh, you know, bless the Lord, O my soul. So let us read. Praise Yahweh my soul, all that was in within all that is within me, praise his holy name. Praise Yahweh my soul, and don't forget all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your desire with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Yahweh executes righteous acts and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the children of Israel. Yahweh is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness. He will not always accuse, neither will he stay angry forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor has he repaid us for our iniquity, thank God. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his loving kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so has he removed our transgressions from us. Like a father has compassion on his children, so Yahweh has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are made. He remembers that we are made of dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it and is gone. His place remembers it no more. But... Yahweh's loving kindness is from everlasting to everlasting with those who fear him, his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant, to those who remember to obey his precepts. Yahweh has established his throne in the heavens. His kingdom rules over all. Praise Yahweh, you angels of his, who are mighty in strength, who fulfill his word, obeying the voice of his word. Praise Yahweh, all you armies of his, you servants of his who do his pleasure. Praise Yahweh, all you works of his, in all places of his dominion. Praise Yahweh, my soul. So yeah, a well-known psalm, a psalm about the benefits of being a believer. For example, in verse 3 it says, he forgives all our sin. <laughs> that word all is pretty cool. And he heals all our diseases. And... Um, I just have to say things about this. First of all, he forgives all our sin. So if you come to the Lord and you, you know, you've done a little, told a little white lie or something and you ask him to forgive you, you probably feel forgiven. But sometimes people have sins that they just don't feel God will forgive them of. No, he says if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just and will forgive you. He forgives you of all your sin. Have you ever thought about this? When Jesus went to the cross, you hadn't committed any sin yet. All, all of your sin was in the future. Jesus' act was for all your sins, including the ones you haven't done yet. And not only that, God knows the sins you haven't committed yet and he's already forgiven them. Mind you, sometimes people go to the Lord and they confess their sins, but they're, they're not repentant. That's, you, in that case, you're not forgiven. If you're not repentant and humble of heart, if you're just like, oh, I can do whatever I want and, and then just say, forgive me, God. And sometimes people have that kind of like 
get out of jail card free attitude where there's no appreciation towards the Lord. No, you're not forgiven. But if you're a humble believer and you're repentant and you come to the Lord, he forgives you of all your sin. <laughs> and that's so great. But he also heals all your diseases. And now some people struggle with this because they think, oh, I, I can believe he could forgive me my sins, but I just can't believe he'll heal me. Well, they're in the same verse. <laughs> they're put together as the same idea. So you need to press into faith for that one. If you, if you have faith to believe you're forgiven, but not faith for healing, then there's room to grow in believing and trusting God and ask him to help you with that. My dad has a great story of how he broke through with this particular verse and um, how he broke into healing ministry. In my experience, when, um, when we have a need, a physical need, I have found that I have great faith for preventative prayers. Like if I can see I'm getting tired and I don't want to get sick, or what, if, I, if I pray prayers in advance, they just work. I find that my faith is not as strong when I'm praying afterwards, but I'm still amazed at how easily God answers prayer for healing. But sometimes prayers for healing don't seem to get answered. Have you noticed that? Well, that's because it's not just a physical thing only. Sometimes there's complicating factors and you've got to pray a different way. And so, for example, if you haven't forgiven someone, you're asking God to forgive you, but you haven't forgiven someone else so he doesn't forgive you. You see how that works? It's the same with healing. If you're if you've got a terrible attitude towards other people and you're holding grudges, you might find that your prayers for healing don't get answered either. So sometimes it's just a bit more complicated and you've got to dig into it a bit. There are spiritual reasons sometimes why your prayers need to be handled a different way, including your own repenting, your own forgiving, your own releasing other people. Verse 5, it says that God satisfies our desire with good things. So God wants to give us good things. Now, um, your definition of good and, and God's might not be the same. <laughs> you might say, ha, huh, having a Ferrari would be good, but uh, that might not be what God thinks is good. No, it says God wants to satisfy you with good things, things that he thinks are good, but doesn't God see better than us? Doesn't God know what's best? So the truth is that what God decides is good or what God thinks is good actually is good. What you think is good may or may not be. <laughs> and um, so I know that, that uh, billionaires, for example, people who have unlimited resources effectively on earth, they often treat their children as if they had limited resources. So like, for example, I give my children uh, this couple of dollars pocket money every week and, you know, they're learning to manage money with a small amount. Well, a lot of billionaires do the same. They give their children $5 or $10 pocket money a week and they make them learn how to handle it. They make them learn to save. If there's a toy they want in the shop, they make them save up and buy a $10 toy. Um, even though dad has, in theory, unlimited resources. So in the billionaire's mind, it's good for the children to learn to manage the money because how are they going to manage the billions when they're an adult if they couldn't manage five bucks when they're a kid? So God thinks a bit like that too, but much more so. God knows what's good for us ultimately, and he gives us this good. So sometimes some of the struggles we go through, or sometimes the fact we ask for things and don't get it, it's because there's a difference between his good and our good. We need to get on the page with his good.
Verse 8, Yahweh is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. That is so true. Slow to anger. Go through the Bible from the beginning all the way through the life, the journey of Israel. Over and over and over, God is so patient. And I have to say that it's the same for you too. In your own life, in my own life, God's been slow to anger. and He's been so incredibly patient. Verse 10 says, he has not dealt with us as our sins deserve. That is completely true. So let us not jump on someone else when we see them making a mistake or being sinful because we're trying to treat them as we think their sins deserve. But no, that's not how God treats us. Let's not do it for others. Verse 11, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is God's love to those who fear him. How high exactly are the heavens above the earth? How big is space? The James Webb Space Telescope is helping us realize <laughs> that there are things like 14 billion years away, 13 billion years away, like huge distances. And as far as anyone can tell, there's no edge to space. That's just as far as they've ever been able to see. In fact, space is expanding. So it gets bigger and bigger all the time. So that is a measure. That's, that is how the Bible tries to illustrate how God's love is for you. They didn't even know how big space was when they wrote this, but that's the measurement God chose to use. Verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, that's how far he has removed our transgressions, that's our sins, from us. At the time when this was written, they didn't even know the world was a globe. They didn't know the world was a circle. To them, as far as the east is from the west was just a big distance. But now we know it's an infinite distance. Just as space is effectively infinite, as far as we know, so east from the west is infinite. The globe is circular. There's no way of saying where east and west stops or starts. It's just forever. Isn't that remarkable? God put that in the Bible before they even knew the world was round. Verse 14, it says, He knows how we are made. He remembers that we are dust. We are just weak. And that's worth remembering that, that we must consider our fellow human beings that they're made of dust too. God knows that we're weak and he treats us with great patience. And we should treat others with great patience as well, but not take advantage of it. Don't say to God, well, I'm just dust so I can do whatever I want. You know I'm weak and don't have that attitude. Have the attitude that wants to serve him, but when you fail, go to him with honesty, and with, with a sorry and with repentance, and God is patient with you because he knows you're weak. And let's have that same attitude towards other people as well. Verse 18 that says, he keeps his covenant and he remembers those who obey his precepts. Our love and our service to the Lord is not forgotten. This is a great Psalm 103 showing us how much God loves us. It's so big, it's not measurable. Thank you, Lord for this Psalm 103. Thank you that you forgive all our sins. Thank you for healing us, for pouring out your love upon us, for protecting us, remembering us. Thank you, Lord, for being with us and that you give us good things. So Lord, bring the good things on, I say. Bring us into what you have planned for us in the name of Jesus. Amen.